Hey, folks. Welcome to Kaiser's Castle. Thank you for stopping by. Grab yourself a coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. Tonight, me and Georgios are going to finish our conversation. Now, a lot of you folks may think we're both newcomers to this situation. Uh, We're not. Actually, we're the only two people on my show that called the Las Vegas shooting correctly. And the facts have borne it out. And I will make a link so that Angel can put it on and you guys can listen to it from my old channel because I got pretty much everything I did except for a few things was taken down. But those two shows are still up. With that being said, uh, from Veterans Radio Syndicate, my brother from another mother who I grew up with, and um, we both served in the Army and the Marine Corps. Uh, It's funny how confluence, but you guys already knew that from the last thing we did. It's funny how it happens, and Georgios, you run with it, brother, and I will jump into it with you, and you say what you want, brother, at this point. Hey, first of all, thank you for having me on the show, and thank you to PSN Radio for, um, you know, giving us this opportunity to have a conversation and get some truth out there, or at least get a perspective of what the truth should be, and um, that's about all I got to say on that subject as far as the introduction. Um, I'm going to say a, a couple things, man. Um, some of the things, especially now with what happened with Kyle, um, I got to tell you, the the heroes that the left are aligning with is what scares me. And, you know, I guess when we were growing up, I mean, maybe, you know, me and you grew up in the same, you know, west side of Columbus, and our heroes were decent human beings, people like Neil Armstrong and, uh, you know, John Glenn, um, you know, Ted, you know, Ted Eddie Rickenbacker. Eddie Rickenbacker, yeah, fine, fine choice, and and the the people that actually did something of, of value that added things to this country, and today, if you take a look at the left, you know, a guy hits a seventeen year old kid with a skateboard, and the kid, you know, and and the other guy goes to shoot him with a Glock, or you know, looks like a Glock in a picture, and he shoots his arm off, but the kid is the bad guy and i gotta i want to reach back for a second and, and i want to point something out to the people that are listening is that this is goes back to the age of greek philosophy the the always premise was and the, the greeks were the first to say it wasn't good versus evil that we battle in the world it is good versus good and the first battle that happened in Greek, philo- in, in Greek mythology was Prometheus uh, bringing, you know, the light into the world. And I think what's happening now with the left, and, and I could be wrong, and, or at least, you know, my perception, is they think that the, the bad things that they're doing is on the right side of good. And that's what scares me. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. 
and and that becomes from just our high school years, brother. Uh, we both had Reginald Wagstaff. A lot of people back then called him Dark Blackula. And, and it's because of uh, he was a black guy, but a great guy. But it's Reginald Wagstaff. And that gentleman teacher taught us critical thinking. And I think not only are they not teaching that in high school, I don't think they're teaching that in college your thoughts brother we both went through college and high well, school i think so. i think the problem is this right you know if you take a look at, at some of the people I, I i have a, a friend of mine that's at ohio state's a professor right and his and, and i said this to him online his dad and my dad fought communists in greece and i said if your dad was alive he would slap the ever-living shit out of you he thinks that che Guevara was a hero and I'm like, how in the, how is it that you're so educated that you think that a that Che Guevara could be a hero to anybody? And there are people that do. And you know, the problem that I have with, with what's going on today is that the right. I, I'll give you an example of where. The people on the right are, are a little bit different than the people on the left. The right are willing to call the absolute bullshit of the far-right extremists. If, you know, there's a lot of people that have said, you know what, if you come out as the Klan, um, we'll beat your ass. If you come out as a white supremacist, we'll beat your ass. But the left is not willing to condemn Antifa or some of the, you know, or some of the vile rhetoric that, you know, that they're doing, like, you know, a guy today shot a guy, um, I think he was Antifa, I could be wrong, um, correct me again, um, a guy from Antifa shot a, a guy wearing a Trump hat in the middle of the street. And no one is condemning it. And I think that that's the difference. It, it's like, you know, when Obama was president, you didn't see the left condemning some of his actions at the level that the right has done with Trump. And that's what scares me, that they, they, they're blinded by this ideology that, you know, shouldn't exist. Well, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly, brother. And I mean that, well, you know how I mean that, because we are brothers. And for full disclosure, Georgios and I talk often and many. And we disagree a lot. Uh, Giorgios will be the first one to call me out on anything. Even when he knew what I was doing, um, if you folks don't know, I'm one of the few people that actually looked into the alternative right and uh, actually got very embedded. And um, he w he was the first one, why are you doing this? And I said, this, that, and the other. And he knows why I was investigating it. And then we found out the paper tiger. And it's because if you're, look, on the right or the left, if you are working with different groups, what you're going to find out is your tool. You're a tool for their agenda. And at right. this point, uh, it's about division. Look, I have seen the division bell ring. 
And part uh, of it, it too, is on seats. that division, too. Part okay. of the, the division, here, here's one of the things that, that, that I think that you need to be, um, that you need to think about, right? Is that division always, always favors the left. And this is, you know, this is one of the, you know, this is one of the problems that I think that, that, that you know, the, the right go, well, why did, you know, why are they doing this? Why does the right, you know, why, why does the left? And, and the thing about it is that the, the you know, when you have division, um, the, the right usually isn't one, um, the right isn't, the, you know, one of the ones to, um, you know, the right isn't, it, it doesn't favor the right. It always favors the left. And the reason is most of the people on the right, conservatives, for the most part, they just um, they just want to be left alone. And where the left are always looking for a battle, and, and that is one of the things they, they, the the left needs to be victimized, be you know before they, you know, in order to take up a cause, they need to have somebody that's a victim. You know, you're right in a lot of ways, but I, I want you to expound on that after I finish what I'm saying. Okay. When when I said the division bell was rung, I knew it was being rung, and so did many people. Right. And, you know, we're both classical liberals, you and I both, and it's Jeffersonian liberals, so people are very clear. You're yeah, and we're, Jeff- we're, Re- we're Reaganite. You know, if you had Reagan was alive well, today, if Reagan was alive today, he'd be called a, a, a classic liberal. He was a, he was a Jeffersonian, a, you know, a, um, a, a James Adam liberal. He was, you know, he was considered, you know, if you take a look at, at what he believed in, you know, a lot of the things that uh, um, a lot of the a lot of the things that that Jefferson believed in was the same thing that Reagan, you know. So so with JFK, that my yep. point is going back. Just let me finish this thought process, brother. Sure. Um, what I'm trying to say to the folks out there is, at this point, we are not looking, and I'm going to let Georgius run this thing for about three minutes. And uh, four minutes, and I will be back on and listening and muted. And when he's done, I want him to explain it fully. But at this point, I have to tell you, it's it's the same purity spiral I saw happening within the alt-right or the alternative right. And it's where all these people are saying, well, you're not pure enough you're not this that and the other you know i'm i'm half italian um uh to be very clear best conversation on that you know what every you know what every side i am gonna tell you okay run with it because i'm gonna before you grab some ice Minnesota. before you leave what is you know what group you know what group is hated by both the left and the right I don't know, probably Italians because of no, 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 no. Half the Cubans. No, half breed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. And yeah. I and I bet bastards like myself. And I but, am a but, bastard. Georgia yeah. knows this. 
But here, yeah. here, you know what? What I want to say about this, and and is that the the groups that are always hated the most are the the half breeds, the in betweens, because they uh, they have the dynamics of of both sides. So you know, if you're you know, and here's one of the things: if you're you know from a mixed race couple, you know the black community doesn't let you fit in, the white community doesn't let you fit in. And so you're hated. It, it, you know, if you take a look at the, you know, um, and, and I'll give you a prime example. Um, I went to um, I went to a school with um, Amer- an American black. I went to a military school with a, mil- uh, a American Blackfoot Indian, and they're very homogenous. But he had in his family a person that it had married outside of that race. Um, it's the same thing with Mexicans. That you know, the people that are hated the most in the community are the ones that represent the opposition, but still part of theirs. And that is one of the you know that is one of the 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 worst issues that is dealt with because they they want one of the one of the problems that they you know that people want is that if you are in a if you're in a community, they want you to be pure of that community. So what happens with a lot of the – some of the things that I've seen is that when you take a look at the, you know, the liberals on the left, they want you to be very offended. And if you're not very offended, you're, you're not – well, you're not pure enough. Oh, you know, you think it's acceptable for the, you know, the billionaires to keep their money. Oh, you're not quite offended enough. Or, you know, that you, you think uh, it's okay to use, you know, instead of using non-binary terms, you use he and she. Oh, you're not offended enough. And I think that that's one of the, the biggest, I think that's one of the biggest things that, you, that I've seen on the left. And understand that, the, you know, the left ha- needs a victim to, to move forward. And... You know, that's part of their, you know, their victim mentality. And it's just like, you know, there's a cartoon that came out where this white girl is speaking up for this black girl. Says, oh, you're not oppressed. You need me. You know, the the black girl says, I'm not oppressed. Oh, and and the white girl puts her hand on her um, over her mouth and says, you need me to speak for you. And that is one of the that is one of the dynamics that I've seen that that is happening today is people are looking at what can be more offensive. And I, I tell you what, man, it, it, it's scary. And I, I, I don't know where we're going to go with this because I think that the one problem that, that I've seen in, in America is that most, most people, for the most part, they want to be left alone. They just don't care. And sooner or later, you're going to cross paths with some of these people that um, – are, are, are going to get engaged. For the most part, you have extremists on the left and extremists on the right getting together, yelling at each other, shooting each other, whatever. But, you know, this guy, I'll give you a prime example. What do you think is going to happen? Um, you know, where, you know, you look at Kyle. Kyle's a 17-year-old kid, never had any combat training, not, you know, not, and he, you know, he shot three guys and, you know, off, and one of them was he was on his back. 
what do you think is going to happen when you run into a guy that is a you know a, a green beret that has actually trained on unconventional warfare and he starts putting rounds down range you're going to see a body count of 100 to 150 people and that's what that's one of the things that the the left doesn't I don't think they take that into account, and and I don't know the reason why. I don't know that they're not. I you. I'll tell ahead. you why. And and after I say this, uh, I'll finish up what I was trying to say. Um, it's because of two reasons. New York City, 2015, uh, an Asian and a Hispanic cop get snuffed, right. and then during that same year. You see a Black Lives Matter, and both of these assaults were committed by Black Lives Matter, which is a terrorist organization, and nobody wants to talk about that. Um, you have a gentleman, and I say that term loosely, have a nice hidey hole up in a parking garage and snuff out six police officers in Dallas, but everybody memory holes that shit. And... Here's the reality of this. Because Americans are are used to Depeche Mode, fast fashion, they forget everything that happened before them, and they allow Black Lives Matter not only to be celebrated, but memorialized, and they forget where it comes from. This is still Antifa. The problem is, when I talk about... When I talk to people about Antifa, what they think are Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, what they think about is who's funding them now, which is Rosenstein. And when I mean that, and I say that, Lisa, I believe her first or middle name is, um, because I'm an old man and I forget things, but I do remember this, was caught with explosives. These things are real. George, can you mute? Um, what I'm trying to tell you guys on this level is that she's funding them. That's where Black Lives Matter and Antifa both are getting their money. And, and it's like I said on Angel's show earlier. The problem that nobody is seeing is that this money pot is from the Soroses and both Alexander and George uh, Soros. What you're not, what you what you fail to see is they hide behind their card, which is they're Jewish, but they, none of them are practicing Jews. They're not Jewish. They're atheists. They care about power. And what's the thing that Chris said earlier? Those who are given great power should always realize it and do the right thing. And they're not doing that now. They just think because the media backs them up, academia backs them up, and honestly, the politicos do. Look, ARA, anti-racist action, we can all stand behind anti-racism and anti-racist action. If you're a sentient human being, but no, that is, dude, we have politicos involved in that in our own town. I know 
for reasons I had to know what I was looking at, I knew everybody. There used to be a, a page called The Enemies Within. It was taken down. And it was because it named politicos of who is involved in ARA. Folks, you need to look at ARA, Anti-Racist Action, and realize it is funded by Soros. The politicos get cover by the media and by academia. And they're all, it's incestuous. It's a den of it's a den of snakes, and that's all I'll say on that. Georgios, run for about four minutes. All right, brother? Yep. So one of the things that, you know, to touch on something that uh, that uh, Shuffy has said, and when, when you're wondering about the, the money part, and I'm uh, just to let you know, have a little background. I had a Series 6, 63, and 7, so I was a, a, a licensed stockbroker. And one of the things I always, I always go back to is you always follow the money in every situation. And that's one of the things, um, going back to the Vegas shooting, how we called it out. Because in one of the things that we had posted about Vegas was how a guy of his, of the Vegas shooter, had been able to get markers in, in a casino of that level. And... That you know, that's money laundering. Um, but going back to you, when you you know you say and follow the money about Soros and Alec, you know his son. One of the things that they've been able to do, and and this is something that that is a, that is a much newer dynamic than ever existed before in the past, is they're able to monetize being offended. And when I say that, I mean that they're able to monetize. They're able to raise money for victimhood, for being offended at, you know, let's say, um, you know, whatever social injustice they perceive, they're now able to go globally and, and get reach on it and have people donate to that cause. And so, you know, if you take a look at, at just in Jacob, in, uh, in, in Jacob Blake's um, own um, GoFundMe, they've raised over a million dollars. So it behooves them to be able to be offended. Now, I'm not saying that it, you know it's right or wrong to um, to raise money for a cause. That's on you. But now that cause has a much wider funnel where people will give to it. And that's the difference. You know, the kid, um, you know, Kyle has raised 220000 for his legal defense fund. And which, you know, years ago, if this would have happened, let's say, 20 years ago, that would have, ne- you know, that would have been much different. But today it's happened. There are platforms like eBay and Instagram and some of those areas where you're able to raise money by being offended by you know whatever cause it is whether it's save the turtles um you know whether it's defund the police whether it is you know um you know prime example is um you know joel osteen and his ministries are able to raise money 
And they are able to do so because people align themselves with those organizations and they feel connected when they're able to give money to them. And that's, that is a, a new dynamic. That, and I think that's happened, and I will, I will put that... By with, the media, brother. By yeah, the but, media. But, it, but you go back to this. I think once Citizens United started... That led to people saying, hmm, we're able to make money at being offended. We're able to make, oh, you're, you know. Um, Indeed. Yeah, you know, Starbucks. Oh, my God. They're not, you know, um, they're, they're, they're doing this, and we must fight that, you know. And the, the problem with it is that there are people out there that their willingness to connect to an ideology is so, um, I don't know how to say it, man. It, it, it's they feel they want to feel connected even though they've never done anything. Look, and, here's the thing those that have never done anything have never been so ingratiated until now, and all they have to have is some victim mentality, brother. And that's the fact. I mean, the National Lawyers Guild will back them up. So will the ACLU. The same people who made sure that, I hate to say this, the certain people were able to march through Skokie, um, that was, honestly, the ACLU. And are you talking about what you're? Are you talking about 1980s Skokie, or are you talking about recent Skokie? No, it's 1980s. Yeah, uh, those same people, the ACLU, who did that. Um, while they may have went to bat in Charlottesville in 2017, they did that as a political setup, and you saw the same thing, and you're seeing it now. They busted. Um, 79 people for going into other states. They send them out. Uh, Andy No, Everybody remembers who Andy No is. He said, I wonder why Portland's so quiet right now. Well, it was because all the, all the violent, real violent people were already sent out. The only people left were the psychopaths. And that's why you had that Trump kid, guy, I don't know how old he was, get shot for having a Trump hat on, and they're still saying it was self-defense for him. And anybody right. who looks at that, that was not self-defense. The guy brought up dudes coming at him, he's pulling out pepper spray, and he gets his, he gets shot. So that's, it's not the same thing as what you saw where the kid actually ran away from him. After they started attacking him. And then he gets pushed down by skateboard guy. And he has to shoot to defend. But see, the media is not pushing out what he said before any of this happened. I'm here for everybody. I'm here to aid anybody. And, and they ask, well, why you got a rifle? He's like, well, you've seen the riots before. I just want to make sure... You know, I don't get hurt. It's for self-defense. Right. 
And he actually exercised self-defense. Well, I mean, so we'll you know, see the guy, how this shakes the guy out. That she shot in the arm had a Glock on him, and you know, yeah. That's... But and... The, the, but the thing about this, though, here here's one of the issues. Um, one of you know one of the issues that I have, you know, um, that with what's going on, with you know with whatever you know with the stuff that's going on in. Um, in in society today, and again, is what I, I keep saying about, is that we we want to. It's the idea of wearing a football jersey. Okay, there are guys. You know, just think about this for a second. Picking the, teams, right? I get it. There there are guys that in you know there's a guy in Omaha, Nebraska, right? And I'm I'm just using Omaha. I mean, you know, no offense to anybody in Omaha. But there's a guy in Omaha, Nebraska, that has a Steelers jersey and has never been to Pittsburgh. Has never, you know, has never gone to a live game. He's never gone to, um, you know, to see them play or any of that. Um, and, you know, one of the issues behind it is then um, that one of the, you know, one of the, the bad parts about it is that he feels connected to the Steelers. And that's... Well, and that's you, you, you didn't have to bring it up that way, and I'll, I'll give a well, prime I'm example. Using it. I'm just using... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll give a prime example from people who went to our school. And we both went to the same school, folks. Um, you'd have people in Columbus, because it's Ohio State... And we both grew up in Columbus for the most part. Um, and then um, you have up, up north in Michigan, uh, you have people who, you know, support Michigan State. What most people don't know is University of Michigan. Greatest, yeah, yeah. University of Michigan, you're right. U of M. Anyways, my point being is, thanks for correcting me, by the way, um, Michigan and Ohio, the greatest rivalry rivalry ever. And it was started by Woody Hayes and Bo Schimbuckler. Right. And both those men loved each other. Their families ate together. Their families loved each other. And they had a, it was only Michigan-Ohio State week. They didn't talk to each other. Because they wanted to build a rivalry. And that's what we've created now. Is a false rivalry. Except just like the idiots in Columbus. And there were people in Michigan. When I went up there and worked in Detroit. That actually believed that that was a real rivalry. And they would if Ohio State lost uh ohio state would burn okay and the same thing in michigan if michigan lost michigan would burn and yet those two kept that between themselves and it was a quiet thing now it's not quiet and that's what i'm saying it's about the division bell being rung except for the clueless believe they're on the right side 
And this is right. no different than the OSU Michigan rivalry, brother. And that's I, that's why I said I, I loved your thought, but we could have put it very succinctly. Well, that, that's fine. You, you you know, and that's, that's understandable. Both and, you and I knew Woody Hayes and Bo Schimbeckler. Actually, when Woody Hayes's wife died, or no, Bo Schimbeckler's wife died, Woody Hayes was up there with Bo Schimbeckler. When Woody Hayes was dying, Bo Schimbeckler was down there to help because they were brothers. And and that's what we're Americans first. That's the point of this. Fucking people wake up and realize you're being played. And Georgios, run with it, brother. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, but you it, know it's, it's, you're, you're shut up, boot. Um, so anyway... I think I think that the problem is that again we we forget that you know we're not each other's enemies. Um, you know we're not we're not the, you know we're not each other's enemies. We're not um, you know I'm an American. You're an American. We're not each other. You know we're not trying to be. You know we're not each other's. You know we're not. We we sh- should not have a vested interest in hurting each other, and that's one of the problems that I I think that is lost right now is at the end of the day we have to work together, and I think that I, I you know and it bothers me that it, we're so easily divided you know that the media can um, you know that the media can easily divide it with some you know fake stories or. You know, fake, not fake anecdote, but fake narratives, and that's one of the that's one of the, the the problems that I have is the fact that we have so many people out there that are just willing to believe, um, you know, any anything that, that you know that the news tells them, and that that's and I think that's you know that is part of the problem in America today, and outside sources. I mean, brother, you and I both know certain things, and we know this is being fed. Look, here's why the left feels so confident is because they say liberals will get the rope, too. They get it first, by the way. If if you're a fence-sitting liberal, you're going to get the rope first from the far left, and it's because it's, it's Maoism. It's a lot of people think this is Marxism. No, it's not, folks. Yeah, but Marxism, Marxism is the gateway I, I think, is the gateway to Maoism, and it's from the Confucian schools that have been shoved in every. And you know this going through OSU, and I know this going through the college I went through, which is also in Columbus. Uh, Confucian schools were shoved into our college campi and you know it, it just became another studies peter bogosian and other people uh james i can't think of his name and the other woman uh the woman that was involved with it they have done better uh synopsis of this than i will right uh, james uh, J- uh shoot Luckily, you said something which derailed my thought. But the point is, it's been spoken of more eloquently than I can in this short amount of time. Uh, 
but look up the people involved in the hoax. And the hoax was to out social justice. And social justice is nothing more than Maoism. And that's what the leftist in the the Marxist professors don't realize is this is not Marxism. This is Maoism. So it's going to get to the point where if you wear glasses, oh, you must be educated. It doesn't matter. You could be a dirt poor farmer. Just like in Mao's China, if you wore glasses, you were getting shot. They'd put a nice little mask right over your mouth and nose, and they'd have somebody with a Takarov or a Makarov put a bullet in the back of your head right through the medulla amagata. And the last thing your mind saw was the uh, part of your brain exiting your body. But a lot of it, too, is that, you know, one of the things that they don't they forget about Mao was that, you know, part of the one of the things that the left thinks and it, this is, you know, this is coming from Mao um, and, and, and it started, you know, with Stalin was that Stalin, um, they forget that the left attacked the left first and you know, the, 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 the first people that they went afterwards, you know, like if you go and take a look at, at you know, the um, if you take a look at, at Mao or Stalin or that, they attacked their own first before they the got... The ones that supported them. Yes. Yeah. And they didn't attack the opposition. They attacked each other first. And then they went after the opposition. Because one of the things... Um, um, one of the things that that was really interesting about it was I don't know how to, to say it. They, they knew that in order for th- they needed to show their side that if you're not a hundred percent on board, that they're going to off you because they just can ha- have people lukewarm in their ideas. And that was one of the things that, that happened and, and it's happened over and over again. If you, you take a look at what happened in the Wansi conference with the, you know, with, um, um, you know, with what happened with the, the Holocaust. They needed to have all the people on their side come in order or they were going to call them out. And, well, what you're talking about is National Socialism. It's still communism. It's not a left-right paradigm. Everybody loves that left-right paradigm. The actual reality is it's National Socialism. It's not left-right. It's put your arms out, your right arm and your left arm. Raise it over your head, and where your fingertips touch, it equals into mass deaths. That's the reality of it. And you pick a side, but it's going to equal into mass deaths either way. And if you're comfortable with that, go ahead and do that. That's how ignorant people are. Your thoughts, bro? Well, I, I think I, I think you're right, Shuffy. I mean, I think that you know that one of the things that if you take a look is that it, it, it's they need everybody to be on board, and they need everybody to be. They need you know you take a look at whatever you want to call it with Maoism. Well, it was good for the state, and then you had, um, and then one of the things that if you take a look at what happened in Stalin's and in the, in the, in the 
in the 40s, um, you know, once he got, you know, once the war was over, they started killing people left and right. I mean, you know, they just suffered a war and then they got him to the gulag. Um, and it, it was very scary that how easy it is to turn allies against allies. That That's what scares me. And I don't think people understand that. I don't think people understand that uh, that it's that you think you're going to be fighting your opposition. And nine out of ten times, um, you're going to be fighting the people right next to you that are your friends. Exactly. You, you'd be fighting the guy that came over the night before and you guys had a nice meal. And all of a sudden, this guy is trying to shove a knife in your back. And, and that was one of the things when I was a federal cop. The reason why I left is how much internecine um, bullshit uh, you would face from your fellow officers. I mean, it, there was a thing CID did in the Army. You remember this. Um, as a military policeman. The CID's quote is in God we trust, all others we investigate. Okay? So you'd go out there, do your job. Not a big deal. Everything's clear. But then all of a sudden, you'd have CID looking at you because they were bored. That was the only reason. They were bored. And they right. would look at you. I was a victim of that, both in the Army and the Marine Corps. And and it doesn't bother me because I understand it. But if they don't understand something, they're going to look into it. Okay, cool. But that's through the UCMJ. That's not constitutional. We are not Leventry, who was the communist who is famous. His famous quote was, Show me the man, I'll find you the crime. In the UCMJ, they can do that. You and I both know this intimately, being veterans, that the UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice, they are able to, 129, um, that's the number, if folks want to look it up, UCMJ, number 129, it's a general catch-all. And it means they can look at you for anything if the commander decides. And that's what they will do. And they will go deep and dig deep. And it says my mentor, Leo, and that's all day, you know who he is. Right. Um, my, my first mentor told me, I said, I'm an open book. Investigate me all you want. I don't care. And he goes, Shuffy. If I really wanted to investigate you, I can dig deep enough and hard enough and find something on you. And he was giving me Leventry's theory, except at that time I was, what, 17 years old, Georgios? Yeah. And I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. But he was being truthful with me. And that's what I have to say for the folks. Your thoughts? Well, and I think that that's one of the things that they became bored. I mean, you take a look at, uh, you know, you took you take a look at um, prime example of the guys that, uh, um, you know, like the left. Um, I'll give you a prime example. 
so if you were a communist under you know Mao, let's say a Maoist, and you didn't show up for a party, you know, a party conference or you know, and your neighbors um, reported you, then they would um, then you you know they would get bonus points for it. But it, basically, you know, it wasn't that the it was one of your own Maoist members reporting you um, for not showing up to a, 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 a you know a Maoist meeting, and that's you know they and 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 that's what I, I keep saying to people is they don't get out, they don't understand how how bad things will turn on each other. And I, I, it just scares me. And, and, I, and I think part of it is, too, is that, you know, like I said, also, we as Americans are not good. We don't we're, we're like Marines in peacetime in the barracks. When we don't have anything else to do, we fight each other and we do it stupidly. You know, we will do stuff like, uh, you know. Uh, we'll do mattress surfing down the stairs, or we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll put on a garbage can and do jousting to each other. Um, we have nothing better to do. We'll argue with each other. Where the and, and I think that's where America is right now is we don't have a common enemy, and as a result of it, we're fighting each other. I think you're exactly correct, and and it saddens my heart. Uh, you and I have both experienced all this stuff. Um, it, it, it's nonsense, but but the problem is most people haven't had the military experience. I know Angel hasn't. Um, he's still a great guy. Um, thank you for hosting me on PSN, by the way, Angel. Hopefully this doesn't get you uh, thrown off or get you problems. Uh, From where? But, um, no, because we're spitting some truth, brother. And and that's the thing they fear. That's why they well, start. And I think, and, and you know what else? They remember, fear? guys, remember, uh, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads, leads to leads hate. To hate. And hate leads to suffering. There's nothing truer, I think, that's ever been written and displayed in a film than that line right, right there. Well, yes, and you sir. also got to remember, too, I, you also got to remember, I think the worst thing that they've, you know, the worst thing that people have done is, me and I, I've, there are times, I mean, if the NSA was listening to me and Chef, me and Chef's arguments, they would be like they would have to wash themselves down in bleach. They'd feel so dirty. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. We we we've called. They would be like, oh my god, these two are going. You know, um, we've and, called each other multiple types of cocksuckers. That's oh that's my the god, truth. yeah, and and that and that's and, some of the nice I love things. It. That's, um, yeah, I, that's. I, I've offered to wear your head as a hat for three days across state lines, and yes, you. <laughs> and, and I've said, but good luck. The, the, Maybe. But the problem has been one of one of the the things, that, and I, and I'm going to say this with Ben, you know, and Ben Carson said this. The you know your fellow Americans aren't your aren't your enemies. You know, I just because I I disagree with you, and and honestly, 
it, if we disagree on on certain subjects, it's fine. I mean, what we shouldn't disagree on is on you know matters of you know morality. I mean, it, you know, it should be wrong to kill people. It should be wrong to let your fellow Americans starve in the street. It should be you know wrong for people to you know to live. Or die underneath a bridge, homeless. I mean, you know, we we can't we you know we can't disagree about that. But we di- we disagree. Say, hey, you know what? Um, it, it's okay to you know, is it all right to for you know certain policies? We can disagree on those. It, you know, there are certain policies that um, you know every day, every day we can disagree on policy. And, and, and I'll, I'll, t- I'll give you a prime example that me and you have argued about this one. This is a policy me and you disagree on. And, and this is a, 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 one of the things that I've never agreed with, okay? And I'm an economist. I, I've never agreed in shortening, um, the. I, I think, the long-term bond rates and the long-term loan rates, you should not lower and you know, you should not lower them. I think you should keep them, you know, indexed one point above inflation. Now, there are people, there are I economists. I agree with that. I now, agree with that. There are economists that say, you know, we, you know, let's lower the, you know, interest rate to 1.5, 2%. And, and, you know, the problem is that when you have free money, you, you're creating an asset class without an index and and that's a problem now some people are are perfectly fine with that others are not i'm against it but if people say well you know and and when you have uh you know money fluidity it's okay to do that well maybe but those are policies that it it, there are times that it's worked and there's times it hasn't worked and that's and and i think I, i you know We've got about uh, six minutes left. I want to close on that. One of the problems that we have seen, and I think that this is a, a thing with America, is where you have certain techniques in certain areas have worked, and people think that it's going to work all the time. There are times when if you raise interest rates, it collapses the economy. There are other times, or it, it, you know, like under Jimmy Carter when he raised interest rates, it hurt the economy. It, it stagnated. It caused um, a, a, one of the biggest recessions that led into you know 1981 when Reagan took over. That's how long it yep. lasted. Yeah. But there are times when you've raised the interest rates, and the opposite has happened because what you've done is you've slowed down um you know reckless spending and that happened like obama yeah it it happened under obama it happened under um um and it and it's happened under certain people and i think the problem is that they think because it worked once it's going to work all the time and i'll you know it's just like you know there are times the pickup line is we're, as simple as, as, may I buy you a Bartles and James wine cooler? Or might I buy you a Zima? Yeah. That's going to work on a girl? Not well, work uh, on a Well, Bartles and James and Zima have bored them as much as Keynesian and the other economy that we just talked about. So folks can look that up. But the point being that Georgios made is very prescient. 
Um, macro microeconomics is very real. Understand it. You, it uh, let me tell you guys, listen to that. With that being said, Georgios, I want you to, I'll close it out for the final, uh, but go on and, and just uh, plug that thing that, look, we got certain things right. I'm getting this right, and I've said this since, and Georgios knows this, 2012 was when I first told Georgios they're trying to plunge the U.S. into a civil war. And what I meant by they is the globalist. And everybody say, oh, that's a key word for Jewish people. No, this is a global try to take over headed by the CCP. Don't give me no Russia. Don't give me no Ukraine. It's being done by the Russians. And you have the biggest... Uh, funder of it through the Soros family. Your thoughts, brother? Close it out. And well, in any, and I, I'll, I'll say this, and it's and it's one of the things that me and you have always talked about. When there's always an energy behind the argument, and that energy, nine out of ten times, not always, but nine out of for a majority, that energy is always money. People profit from conflict because conflict creates content and that is about the the last thing i need to say for the, the night you're exactly right and a lot of people don't realize the whole soviet conflict when the white russians and and the red russians went against each other it was all about money and it was funded by the banksters in a lot of people don't want to listen to this, but it's the truth. On Wall Street, Wall Street funded both sides. There's no other reason why I went back in there. And the point being is, it's being done again. Everything old is new. This is nothing new, folks. And with that being said, Angel, I'll close out my program. This is probably the program. People just here, brother, talk about you, you're, you're breaking up real bad there at the end, by the way. But the truth is, they need. I it's got to be it's got to be really his. needed to hear that. It was probably the most. I I don't know. Uh, but what I do know is, thank you guys for listening. This has probably been the uh, most boring program, but it's also been the most informative. Thank you for having me on. And uh, Georgius and I talking about it. And thank you, thank you, Veterans Radio Syndicate, for, you know, being on. And with that being said, I want to thank all of you for sitting on my big orange couch, drinking your coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. And with this, I'll slowly raise the drawbridge as you all meander on out. Stop. Is a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a a